Well, hello and welcome to this English lesson where I'm going to talk about fire. It's a hot topic today. <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to tell that joke with a straight face. It's a hot topic today. Um sure to <laughs> warm your hearts. <laughs> Sorry. Let me stop laughing and get the lesson started. Welcome to this English lesson about fire. The topic today is fire. As you recall, last week the topic was water. I am working my way through the four elements. We'll probably do air and earth at some point um but right now we are going to talk about fire. Um there are a number of things that I have to talk about today. Once again, I was surprised when choosing this topic how many words and phrases I found. In fact, I could do a whole second lesson at some point where I just talk about phrases where we use the word hot or fire in them. Um I was on fire yesterday when I was looking for words and phrases. Um hopefully you know what that means. It means that I was working hard and fast and I was doing well. But anyways, welcome to this lesson about fire. I hope that you enjoy it. Before we get started, I do wanna say hi to a bunch of people in the chat. I see Madi and Maria C. Lolly Lolly, Corey J, Semra. I see Key Park is here. Key Park, I actually used your comment in my lesson on my other channel this morning. Semra, Tony, Julia Olis. I'm scrolling back. Rod, the Brazilian English teacher, of course. I think I'm saying names twice because I think I said Corey J already but I'll just say hi to her again. SEO Wu, Lolly Lolly, Eugene from Etobicoke is here of course and if I forgot your name, I'm sorry. Sometimes it's hard to say everyone's name. Uh thanks to Todd and Dave for being here moderating the chat and uh taking care of keeping things all nice and cozy for us. Um I like the chat to be a good place to have an English conversation with those who are here uh to learn a little bit about fire today. So, should we get started? I think we should. So, fire. Fire is something that has revolutionized how we live. Many, many years ago, somebody discovered fire and they learned that it was good for a number of things. It keeps us warm. It cooks our food. It helps us in an industrial age to do things. Uh we can use fire to change and shape things like metal for instance. So, fire was probably one of the most important things that was discovered. Some people think that other discoveries uh, are quite important but I think the discovery of fire, whoever that first person was that learned how to start a fire, uh that certainly changed the course of history at the time. So, fire, a chemical reaction where you get heat and light and something that all of us use probably almost every day in some form. If you look at a fire, an actual fire like in a fireplace or in a campfire, you will see flames. So, flames are the individual flickers of light that you see in a fire. Uh, flames are beautiful. Flames are mesmerizing. Uh flames will burn you. Flames will burn you if you accidentally touch them. But if you sit and look at a fire, you will see the fire but you will also see all the flames inside of the fire. So, they're kind of the wavy uh glowing um cool parts of the fire and mesmerizing. I'm not sure if you know that word but I could sit and look at a fire for a long time. It's just very beautiful to look at and especially when you just look at all the individual flames coming af- off the fire. Um in order to have a fire, you need fuel. That fuel can take many, many forms. Uh the gasoline we put in our cars is considered fuel. 
wood is considered fuel. Coal is considered fuel. But in order for the chemical reaction to occur, in order to have a fire, you certainly need fuel. You need something to burn. You need something to light on fire. So, in order to have a fire, you need a source of fuel or you need fuel. And I just mentioned a few. Um I see Judith in the chat saying mesmerizing. It is true. Yes, fire is definitely something that's mesmerizing. Something that's cool to look at. Um another word, this is more of a scientific word for fire is combustion. So, combustion is when you have a source of fuel, you have oxygen and you have heat and because of that, the fuel will light on fire. And it will produce smoke which is kind of the exhaust part and it will produce heat and light. So, combustion is just simply more of a scientific term for what we normally just call fire. It's a word that uh, we use it to talk about cars. Cars either have an electric motor or they have an internal combustion engine because inside of an internal combustion engine, we're actually lighting gasoline or diesel fuel is combusting. It is on fire in order to make things moved, move. Uh let's see here. 96 Pranavi says combustion. The chemical process occurred with the help of oxygen, the product, heat and light. Thank you very much for that. Um so, the verb we use when we talk about when something is lit on fire is to burn, okay? So, in the winter, sometimes I burn wood in my wood stove. When my furnace in my house starts up to heat our house, it burns oil. We have an oil furnace. Um in this picture, you can see someone is burning a book. Sometimes in certain countries, they will ban a book and then people will burn the book. Um but the verb we use to talk about a fire or creating a fire is that we will burn something in order to have a fire. In order to light something on fire, please pay attention during the lesson to not just the words I'm teaching but the phrases I'm using. That's kind of how these lessons work. They seem like simple vocabulary lessons but they're actually a little, they're a level more complex than that. So, this is a lighter. This is actually a Bic lighter. Merci uh pour créer. <laughs> I don't know what the, what the word is. Is it allumage? I can't remember in French. This is a lighter. Uh it's a Bic lighter from a company in France called Bic. Um and it is one of the things you can use to start a fire. If I wanted to start a fire or if I wanted to light a fire, I would probably use a lighter. I don't smoke but if I smoked cigarettes, I would light my cigarette using a lighter. I could also use a match. So, a match is a small, usually a piece of wood, sometimes cardboard with something on the end that is flammable, something that burns easily and you strike a match and it produces a flame and you can use a match to light a fire or to start a fire as well. And one of the things that many of us have in our homes, uh many of us have candles. So, candles are one of the simplest ways to produce a little bit of light especially when the electricity is not working. When you don't have electricity, when the power is out, sometimes you will pull out the candles. Maybe you have a box of candles somewhere in your house 
and if the power goes out, you will light candles so that you can see at night. Uh, en français, on dit briquet. Merci beaucoup. Bernard says lighter is briquet en français. Uh, merci beaucoup, Bernard. Uh, Bernard. Um, so, what was I talking about? Yes, when the power goes out, sometimes you light candles. Although, it is considered somewhat dangerous. When the power goes out here, we do light a few candles but usually, we use flashlights instead because they're safer. We don't want to accidentally start a fire with the candles that we have out. Uh, candles can be a fire hazard. See what I mean? You gotta listen to what I say, don't you? I'm using a lot of different phrases. Um, we don't use these anymore but a long time ago in Canada, people would have lanterns or lamps. We kind of use the word interchangeably. Um, a lantern or lamp usually has a source of fuel in the bottom. It's usually some kind of oil. In fact, many of them were called oil lamps. Um, and then you kind of have what's called a wick and you light it and then you have light. So, a lantern or lamp um, is not used for heat even though it does produce a little bit of warmth but generally, it is used uh to give you light and sometimes if you watch an older television show, especially a western, something that takes place in the west uh, in the United States, you'll often see people using lanterns or lamps and I know around the world, people still do use lanterns or lamps. We actually own one. We do have a lamp somewhere. We just don't currently use it because once again, it is a bit of a fire hazard. A fire hazard is something that could accidentally start other things on fire. That wouldn't be good. Um so, let's talk about those two phrases. Uh there's a big difference between the phrase to have a fire and the phrase to be on fire, okay? So, sometimes we will have a fire here at the farm. We have an area on the farm where we put wood and we light the wood on fire and we have what's called a campfire. We would use this phrase to describe it. I would say to my brothers and sisters, hey, we're thinking of having a fire on Saturday night. Uh, Do you wanna come over? Bring some marshmallows and hot dogs or yeah, we had a fire last week. Um when you use that phrase, you mean you're having a small fire, usually a campfire to enjoy, to sit around usually at night, okay? But when something is on fire, okay? So, when you use the phrase to be on fire, you're talking usually about something like the house was on fire, okay? Or their house accidentally caught on fire. Their house was on fire. So, they needed to call the fire department. So, there's a big difference between having a fire which is a controlled planned uh, activity and to be on fire, okay? Now, I did earlier use the phrase that I was on fire yesterday. This is an idiom we use, a phrase we use uh, when we talk about doing a job quickly, doing a job well, doing a job efficiently. You could, if you're talking about a an athlete, you could say um, maybe your favorite football player was on fire in the last game. That means that they always had the ball. They all, they kept scoring. They did really well. They were on fire. Hey, in order to have a fire or to start a fire, sometimes you need kindling. So, if you look at this picture, um the really, really small pieces of wood at the far end um and the middle pieces of wood, we would call kindling. Kindling is wood that's cut into very, very small pieces or or lengths of wood that are easier to start on fire. 
when you have a log, a big log, it's hard to use a lighter to start that on fire. But if you have little pieces of wood or small sticks, it's a lot easier to start that on fire and we call that kindling. So, if we have a campfire on our farm, I usually get my axe and I get a piece of wood and I cut it into small little pieces to use as kindling in order to get uh the fire started. I see Mode Ags is singing, this girl is on fire. Uh I don't know who sings that. Oh, is it Alicia Keys? Possibly. Great song. I'll have to look it up later. Um but yes, kindling small pieces of wood that you will use when you want to start a fire. And generally, the most common type of fire that I would see in Canada would be a campfire, okay? We don't often light fires to cook although I do know that uh around the world, it is still quite common to have a cooking fire or to light something up to light wood on fire in order to cook um but we generally have campfires. Um even if you're not camping, we call it a campfire, okay? Um so, on my farm, when I invite my brothers and sisters over, we have a small campfire. No one is sleeping in a tent that night but we just call it a campfire. So, a campfire is a small fire and it's made for two reasons. Um it's warm and cozy and gives a little bit of light. I guess that's two reasons already. The second reason is we do usually cook some food over it. We make um we roast hot dogs. Sometimes we roast marshmallows uh and sometimes we make something called a s'more. Not sure if you know what that is. You might want to look it up on the internet. A bigger fire we would sometimes call a bonfire. So, a bonfire is a very large fire, okay? Um similar to a campfire though. It's when you yeah, sometimes when people have a big party, they will instead of having a small campfire, they will have a bonfire where they light a fire that's just really really big. Like maybe three or four meters high, they they'll just light a bonfire. There are some places in the world where they have huge parties and they light bonfires. So, a bonfire is simply a really really big campfire. But hey, Let's uh let's look at a few questions here. I haven't looked at questions yet. Let me do an audio check as we move into the question time. Um I'm gonna listen to myself explain what a bonfire is. Um but yes, let's look at a question. Let me get to the first question and the first question is from Yo-Yo from Taiwan. Hi, teacher Bob. Could you please tell me the phrasal verbs meaning to breathe fire and to play with fire? Thanks and wish you a great weekend. Well, thanks, Yo-Yo. I hope you have a great weekend too. Um to breathe fire, uh, I don't know exactly. When I eat really hot food, I might use that phrase. It might be more common in another part of the world that speaks English but I am very familiar with the phrase to play with fire. When you play with fire, you're doing something that could be dangerous, okay? When you drive over the speed limit without your seatbelt, you're playing with fire. Basically, when you play with fire, you do something risky. You do something that's a little bit dangerous. You're doing something where things might go badly. That's what happens when you play with fire. Um let's see here. Oh, I see Brent from American English is here. Well, I think he's here. People are saying hi to him although I don't see him in the chat but anyways, hi, Brett. Good to see you. Uh next question. Um 
Eduardo says, hi, Bob. Good morning. When you say you're on fire, that means you're you're great or awesome. Thanks so much. It usually refers to a specific period in time when you did something really, really well. I think I'll go back to the sports example. I could say um you know last night OG, a player on the Toronto Raptors, he was on fire last night. That means that during the basketball game, he scored a lot of points. He played really good defense. He was on fire. So, it means you're awesome at something but usually you're referring to a specific period of time. Henry from Taiwan. Hi, teacher Bob. Do you have smoke detectors installed in your home? Is it common for each household has it in Canada? Thank you. Yes. So, we call them fire detectors. We actually call them uh smoke detectors or smoke alarms. That's probably a more common phrase although fire detectors fine. Yes. Um yes, we have them on every floor of our house. So, our house actually has because I'm a little crazy, um we have a two-story home. So, I I need to have at least two uh smoke detectors. We actually have four in our house and they are also carbon monoxide detectors. So, and if you're wondering why I have four instead of uh I only really need two. It's because we have a wood stove in our house as well. So, I want to be extra cautious. We call it fire safety. Um when it comes to fire safety, I want to be very, very cautious. Um next question from Natalia. Hello, could I use fire away? Ask me some questions. Start speaking in a formal conversation. Is this considered polite? Does this have a negative connotation? So, first of all, it's not negative but I wouldn't use it in a formal conversation, okay? Between myself and a colleague at work, I would probably use it. If a colleague said, hey, uh, I have a few questions about how to teach French. Can you help me? I could say, yep, fire away and that means go ahead, start asking me questions. If I was in a job interview and they said, we'd like to ask you a few questions, I probably wouldn't use the phrase fire away. So, it is a positive phrase but it is very, very informal. Uh let's see here. Just one life. Hi, Bob. If your home was on fire and you could save only three things, what would they be? So, I'm assuming you're talking about just things, okay? So, the first thing I would do would save people. I would get Chen and the kids out but you're saying things. So, the three things I would save, well, We have photo albums from before the time there were digital cameras. So, I would grab my photo albums. I would grab my computer um and it's hard drives because there's more photos there although I do have them backed up off site as well. And then the third thing, what would the third thing be? I think I would grab my phone because I would wanna be able to call uh the fire department if I if the house was on fire but that's I think what I would grab. I don't know. That's a tricky question. Um Fiery Fox <laughs> says to set the world on fire means to do something remarkable or sensational. In your opinion, who last set the world on fire and when was that? I don't know. I'm gonna have to go back to when Beyonce was becoming popular. I think Beyonce set the world on fire. <laughs> um but other than that, I don't know. That's a that's a tricky one. I'm I don't actually know as much about popular culture as I used to. So, Tricky question to answer. Uh let's see here. Guhan says, good morning, Bob. In Canada, do they have safety protocols for buildings in case of fire like pipes above it? Yes. So, my school doesn't have a sprinkler system. 
but most large buildings in the city have sprinkler systems especially if they are multi-story buildings. Um so, if it's hard for people to get out of the building, they usually have a sprinkler system. A sprinkler system is a series of pipes and if the building has if the building is on fire, remember our phrase on fire, they turn on and they spray water everywhere. So, definitely, yes. Um last question for this round and then we'll get back to the lesson. Rod, hi Rod, good to see you. Rod, we haven't chatted for a while. We should line that up for next week. I've been too busy. It's not good when friends don't get to talk. So, uh, I'll uh, I'll send you an email. We'll chat next week by the way. Um Mr. Bob, I really like watching flames. They relax me. I do too, Rod. Do you use fireplaces a lot at your home? Be safe and well. Thank you. So, in Canadian homes, people sometimes have a fireplace but it's more common to have a wood stove. A wood stove, I'll show you a picture in a bit. A wood stove is a safer way to burn wood in your home. If you are burning wood for heat, um we generally use wood stoves. Fireplaces are considered a little bit um of a fire hazard because uh embers can shoot out and uh those kinds of things. So, it can be a little tricky. Hey, let me just do an audio check and we'll get back to the lesson. Yes, there we go. Everything is good. Let's see here. I'm going back to slides and I'm gonna have a sip of water. Rod says, Michael Jackson set the world on fire with his moonwalk routine. I would agree 100%. Um okay. When you have a fire, you have smoke, okay? There's a phrase about this that I'm going to teach you later but when you sit around a campfire, there are flames but there is also uh smoke that comes off the fire. Usually, when I'm sitting around a campfire, the smoke always seems to blow towards me and then I usually have to move to find a new place to sit but one of the things that you have when you have a fire is you have smoke. So, again, if you have fuel and if you have a source of heat or something to ignite the fire and if you have oxygen, you will have a fire and that fire will produce in a car, we would call it exhaust but with a campfire, we would call it smoke. Um when you have a fire as well, you have embers. So, embers are small little glowing particles that come off of the fire. As much as flames are mesmerizing, embers that come off of a fire are mesmerizing as well. Glowing embers. Sometimes they land on your clothes though and then they burn a hole in it. Um I've had that happen a few times where the fire is crackling and popping and all of a sudden, a hot ember will fly off the fire. It'll go pop and it'll land and you're like, oh and you wanna get it off of your clothes because you don't want it to burn a hole in your clothes. After a fire burns for a while, let me make this a bit bigger. After a fire burns for a while, um the wood starts to turn a little bit black and we call this the coals. It's not actually coal. Coal is a a fuel that they get out of the ground. It's like a hard black mineral. I think it's a mineral but it's coal is something you can dig out of the ground and burn. Coals with an S is what's at the bottom of a fire. Sometimes when we have a campfire, we let it burn for a while until it's just coals and then we cook over the hot coals. So, coals are like the black and slightly glowing hot parts of uh of the fire. Um That's the best way to cook. You can cook over the open flame but sometimes that burns things. 
Um you also have ash when you have a fire. I think you're familiar with this that when a fire burns it produces heat, it produces flames, it produces smoke but at the bottom you have coals but you also have ash. So, this gray substance we would call ash um and um ash is something that we have to clean out of our wood stove when we are using it because if we don't clean the ash out of the stove it starts to build up. Madi says black mineral. Yes, I think it's a mineral. I I need to take some science classes. If I'm going to teach English, I need to make sure I know my science as well. Um one of the other cool things about a campfire or any fire is that you get what's called firelight, okay? So, it's nice when you sit around a campfire because you're you see everything around you is lit up by the firelight. It's this beautiful soft orange glow. You can see on these people's faces. You can see them because of the firelight and firelight is a very cool I find very calming and soothing kind of light. Uh so, here's your wood stove. There are many different styles. We actually have a wood stove in our house. We don't use it as often as we used to but a wood stove is kind of a a place where you can burn wood for heat. We don't use our wood stove to cook. Some people do use their wood stoves. They'll cook a little bit of stuff. Maybe they'll do a pan of soup. They'll make a pan of soup um but we don't uh do that. So, I see in the question in the chat Andre saying what the kind of coal is like charcoal. Yeah, a little bit. The coals, you know, when when you burn wood partially and it's all black, you could call that charcoal. Um again, I'm not a not a scientist. Um and then Rod earlier was asking about a fireplace and I had mentioned that most Canadian homes if they're going to burn wood prefer to use a wood stove but we do also have houses with fireplaces. A fireplace is more of an open area where you can burn wood as well. We tend not to use fireplaces for two reasons. It's a bit more of a fire hazard. So, it's easy for embers to pop out. Usually, people have a metal screen in front um but they're also inefficient. A wood stove is very efficient. It converts wood to heat really really well. A fireplace is less efficient. Um so, more of the heat just goes up the chimney. So, again, a wood stove uh is very efficient, okay? You get more heat for every piece of wood than you would with a fireplace because a lot of the heat in a fireplace goes up the chimney and so, there you go, chimney. Um a chimney is basically a long we say flue by the way. It's a long I'll say pipe but it's not normally called a pipe. It's a flue that goes up to the roof of your house so that the smoke from the fire can uh, get out of your house. So, definitely if you have a wood stove or if you have a fireplace, you definitely have a chimney. And if you have a wood stove in your kitchen or if you have a fireplace in your kitchen, you will also have a chimney. Although, it's not common for Canadians to have a cooking fire or a wood stove in their kitchen for cooking. Some people do have an outdoor pizza oven or an outdoor oven that they might use but generally in our kitchens, we have electric or gas appliances. Uh and then of course, the type of wood that you use is called firewood. This firewood is split. So, when you have a log, 
you usually cut it to a certain length and then you split it because when you split the wood into smaller pieces, it burns a little easier, okay? So, that is firewood. We have a stack of firewood in our shed and when we need more firewood, we go out and get a piece. I see Eugene saying, we have an electronic fireplace. Some people do have electric fireplaces. Um at our school, we actually have an electric fireplace in one of the rooms. Um and we have a fire pit. When we have a fire at our place, when we have a campfire, it's always in the same place. We have a place where um we've kind of dug a little hole in the ground, just a a shallow hole and that's our fire pit. That's where we have a fire. Some people will get the old metal rim from a tire and they'll use that as their fire pit. So, their campfire is a little bit more raised off the ground. Um but definitely people uh when they have a fire, they usually have it in a fire pit just so that it's kind of contained a little bit in one place. Sometimes people just have the fire on the ground. Um fireflies. When we are out at night, there are little flies that glow in the dark. I don't know if you have them where you live but a lot of times when we're outside having a campfire, if you look away from the fire, you will see a little like a green yellow glow that appears and those are called fireflies. I don't think they exist in every part of the world. Um they are quite common here though. We often see them in the summer. If we are outside at night, you sometimes will see fireflies. They're beautiful. It's kind of fun to sit and watch. Uh either the fire is memorizing or if you turn and look into the dark, you'll see fireflies. Uh fire sorry, fireflies. Um So, let's talk a little bit. Maybe I'll move to um yeah, let's talk a little bit about fire alarms. So, houses usually have smoke alarms. Uh sometimes we call it smoke a smoke detector and buildings like at my school usually have a fire alarm, okay? And there's a slight difference here. A fire alarm has two components. It has a thing you can manually pull. You can pull the fire alarm And then the bell will start ringing and everyone will know they need to leave the building. Um but it also has a sensor. So, it does have like a smoke and heat detector as well and that can also set off the fire alarm. When you are in a building like a school or a library or an office building, if you hear the fire alarm, you're supposed to exit the building immediately um uh and safely. So, houses do not have fire alarms. But most buildings will have a fire alarm system. Houses usually have a smoke alarm, a smoke detector. Sometimes it's also a carbon monoxide detector or fire detector. The most common phrase I noticed on our packaging in Canada is to call it a smoke alarm, okay? So, every year, sorry, my little, my mustache is a little itchy. Every year, we replace the batteries in our smoke alarm. Uh because we want to make sure the smoke alarms are working. We test them as well. There's a little button where you can press it to test it. Um and as the question earlier referred to, in Canada, you are required to have one smoke alarm on every floor of your house. Most people have um more than that, okay? Just because people want to be safe. Hey, let's move over to members only chat. Give me one second here to get that set up and I do want to do just an audio check for a sec again to make sure everything's working well. 
Sounds like it is. I do want to say hi to the 400 people who are watching. Always a little bit of a shock to see how many people uh, are watching. Super fun. Uh, but anyways, we are going to do members only uh, chat for 10 minutes. If you are a member and you want to ask a, ask a question about fire or fire related things, you can do that straight in the chat. Um Mode Eggs actually back when we were talking about fireflies says, did you used to chase fireflies as a kid? Like in the movies. Yes, we did. We always tried to get them in a jar. We thought if we got enough in a jar, we could use it as a lamp but when you catch them, sometimes they stop glowing. They just go to, they just don't turn their little light on anymore. So, uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, let's see here. Um, I am going to continue of course. Um, yes, I'm gonna continue with questions from the form as well. Um, Harry says, do you know anything that can't be burned up? How do you call it? Thank you. So, if something doesn't burn, the 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 thing I can think of most is race car drivers wear something called a fire suit and it's made of fireproof material and I'll talk about the word fireproof in a little bit as well. Um but anything that can't burn, we usually say it's fireproof or fire resistant. There is also products that are called fire retardants. A fire retardant is something that stops a fire. Um so, sometimes in our houses, they will use wood that's treated with fire retardant so it doesn't burn. That's more common though in bigger buildings. Okay, let me get to the questions. Guhan, what is the difference between coals and charcoal? Not a whole lot. Um I'm not sure exactly how you make charcoal but I do know it involves burning wood but not burning it completely so it turns to ash. Um we would call the um the the things in the bottom of the fire the coals. Um I think if you put the fire out and it wasn't on fire anymore, you would call it charcoal, okay? Um Mode Egg says, Mr. Bob, you're on fire today. Have you ever started a fire using primitive tools? No. When I was a kid, I tried to start a fire using a stick between my hands and a piece of wood spinning it and it didn't work. Um so, I went and got some matches. Um let's see here. Maria C. Hi, Bob. How are you? Smoke alarm is the same as smoke detector then? I got confused. Yes. Um so, definitely you would call it a smoke alarm, a smoke detector, same thing. Bob the Canadian is my mentor. Thanks, Lolly Lolly. Key Park. We used coal stove for cooking and for heat when I was a kid in school. Then students fired the stove in the classroom every morning and took turns. It was very that's cool, Key Park. It was very common uh a long time ago in Canada uh because we have a lot more wood than coal. Students actually had to bring some wood to school. I think they took turns bringing wood to school for the wood stove in the winter. I never had that, okay? This is before my time. Gaston says, hi, teacher Bob. Do you have traditional festival in Canada related to fire? In our area, we have one where people walk on the ashes. Gaston, we do not have that. We do not have any real any festivals related to fire. Um the closest would be the there's a there's a lot of barbecue festivals <laughs> where they barbecue food but no fire festivals that I know of. Anyuat, hi, teacher Bob. How are you? Is fire insurance optional or compulsory in Canada? Thanks. So, you when you own a car in Canada, you need insurance. When you own a house, you need insurance. So, it's definitely required especially if you have a loan. If you get a loan to buy a car or house, you definitely need it. Sam the Taiwanese. Hi, teacher Bob. How are you doing? How do people usually light the fire when you are having an outdoor barbecue in Canada? We usually get like 
cardboard pizza boxes, old newspapers. We usually get some paper um that we bring out usually just from our regular recycling. So, we go to our our paper recycling box and we grab you know old student tests from school, um cardboard from pizza boxes and we use that to light the fire with some kindling. Mode eggs. One more question. What is the difference between log and kindling? Is it just a matter of size? Yes. So, a log is bigger. Uh when I showed the firewood slide, we would call those logs. They're they're not really logs. We would more call them pieces of wood. Um but definitely we would um let me just make sure I'm on the right slide here. Um definitely it's a matter of size. If it's really really tiny, we would call it kindling. Um let's see here. Naomi, in Japan, we call one not one one nine for a fire engine. What number is for a fire engine in your country? Nine one one. I think in Britain, it's nine nine nine. Uh Eugene says, new building code in Ontario. We have to put a smoke detector inside each bedroom for a new house. Oh, I didn't know that. Maybe I should put more in my house, Eugene. We'll see. Thanks for letting me know. SEO Wu Bob. Hi, Bob. I'm happy to see you. Thanks, SEO Wu. Good to see you as well. Norma, hello, Bob. Are there many forest fires in Canada in the summer? So, there are a lot of forest fires um in the western part of the United States and the western part of Canada. Well, a lot. There are forest fires. They are less common in my area because I think the forests in my area are smaller and it's more populated. So, Guhan, but our country called it as charcoals, not coals and it looks the same when we do the barbecue. Yeah. So, here, charcoal is something you buy in a bag when you want to have a barbecue and when you light the charcoal on fire, it definitely looks like coals. So, I think they're probably Guhan very similar. I think you could use both both words fairly interchangeably. Uh Samira, hi, mister Bob. You used a word with a match. I could not get that word. You said something like strike. So, when you get a match out, you strike the match to light it. Usually, on the side of the box or the pack of matches, there's a little a brown strip and you strike the match against that and it starts on fire. Unless you have strike anywhere matches, then you can strike them almost anywhere. Um let's see here. Daniel, we have fireflies here in check. They are very amazing. They are very cool. Thanks, Daniel. Bob, do you like candlelight dinners with Jen, of course? Yes, but we have not had candlelight a candlelight dinner in a long time. We happen to have a lot of children that live in the same house as us. Someday we'll have to ship the children away to visit grandma and then we will have a nice quiet candlelit dinner. Madi, hi Bob. Have you heard about the fire stones? Usually ancient people used a special stone to get a fire. So, there are stones like flint that you can use to start a fire. Um I know that um yeah, I was trying to think of another word but yeah, flint is the one that we would use I think. If you were to strike the use flint and a little bit of tinder to start a fire. Um tinder. I just used the word tinder and I don't actually know. Let's look up tinder. Not the dating site people. Um here we go. A dry flammable material such as wood or paper used for lighting a fire. There you go. Um Where are we here? Madi can't wait for a lesson about insurance. Yes, I should do a lesson on insurance at some point. Um let's see here. Dave is helping answer questions. Awesome, Dave. Thanks for that. 
we light a match on fire. It's called striking a match. Sam the Taiwanese says, hello. Rod saying hello to Sam. I'm a real fan of Mr. Bob telling stories. He's a natural. Thanks, Rod. Um, hello, Mr. Bob. Just saying hello. I'm at the job now. Thanks for your precious uh, lessons. That's from Sita Bittencourt. By the way, Sita, thanks for the postcards. They were kind of cool. It's kind of cool to get those. Uh, Lolly says, okay, thanks, Bob. Semra says, I'm watching and listening to you, Bob. The same time I'm doing my homework. Nice to be with you all. Thanks, Semra, for uh, kind words. That's awesome. Guhan, are your children young? No, my kids are like age 11 to 19, 20. So, they're getting older, definitely. Mode eggs. Is it more common to call it forest fire or bushfire? I heard the latter more during the Australian bushfire last year. So, it depends on where it is in the world and really the area that's on fire. We use grass fire, brush fire, bushfire, forest fire, wildfire. Um generally, it just depends on the size of the trees, how forested it is um and usually the area. I think in Australia, they would tend to use brush fire or bush fire more. Um a lot of words for fire, aren't they? Uh, there we go. Um Sam says, oh, talking to Rod. Maria talking to Rod. Can we use to kindle a fire in place of to start a fire? In my area mode eggs, we would say to start a fire or we would say, I'm going to get a fire going, okay? I'm gonna go out and get the fire going. I'm going to go out and start the fire. That's what I would say to Jen. Um I might use the word kindling like I'm gonna look for some kindling but I don't think I would use it as a verb. It's correct. There's nothing wrong with it. Um but it wouldn't be a common word for me to use. Hey folks, I'm gonna get back to the lesson. Let me get live chat back to normal and let me say a few things like thank you so much to all of you who are members. If you're wondering what is a member, well, if you look below this video, there is a um join button. If you click the join button, it will explain a little more what happens if you become a member. Um you get to have your name in green in the chat. You get to have a little crown beside your name in the chat. You get an extra video on Wednesdays where I sometimes just ramble on about things but sometimes the background's beautiful. So, that makes it worth it. Uh and a few other things. Um if you read below, there's a description of what you get if you become a member. Um let's get back though to this lesson. Here we go. Fire extinguisher. A fire extinguisher is something that has things inside that will put out a fire. Sometimes it's water but usually it's more likely some type of chemical that's really good at putting out a fire. On our farm, we have a few fire extinguishers. We actually have a small fire extinguisher by our stove. We have another fire extinguisher in our machinery shed and we have another fire extinguisher in the barn and we have a fire extinguisher by our wood stove in the house. A fire extinguisher is just something you buy and keep until there's a fire and then you grab it, you pull the pin and you shoot um whatever's inside at the bottom part of the fire to put out the fire. So, if you remember earlier, I said when something is on fire or when you have a fire, there's also a verb structure to put out. When you have a fire and you don't want it anymore, you need to put out the fire. Um let's see here. Fire truck and fire engine. So, this has two names. When we go uh to watch a parade at Christmas, the fire department usually drives in the parade with one of their fire trucks or one of their fire engines. I actually use the term fire truck more 
but both phrases, both terms are very common. Um the fire department, that's the place where the firemen work, the firefighters um has a a different a bunch of different fire trucks or fire engines. These are vehicles that are built to fight fires. They have ladders. They have hoses. Some of them have tanks of water. Some of them have water pumps built in and they have places for all of the firefighters to ride and when they turn on the siren, you need to get out of the way because it means they're going to go somewhere to put out a fire. Um yeah, we're doing well. So, I used the word fireman just uh, earlier and we don't actually use the term fireman anymore. Um we usually use the term firefighter. Most of our um names for occupations that are gender specific, they have the word man in it. We actually have newer terms that we've been using for the last 10 or 20 years um that kind of correct that because both men and women become firefighters. So, you can't use the word fireman anymore. It doesn't make sense. So, if you work for the fire department, we would call you a firefighter. You would go and fight fires. That would be your job. I think it's a very, very difficult job. Um by the way, in Canada, uh firefighters don't just fight fires. They also go to car accidents. They're also good at rescuing people if they um like if people fall down a hill, it's usually the fire department that comes and rescues you. So, firefighters do a lot more than fight fires but we still call them firefighters. You want me to say that sentence again? Firefighters do a lot more than fight fires but we still call them firefighters. Did I say that right? I think I did. <laughs> Let's move on. Um so, these two terms are kind of interesting. The fire station is the building. The fire department is the building and the fire trucks and the people that work there. Okay? So, if you have a fire, you sometimes you call 911 and they will let the fire department know that you have a fire. Okay? So, again, listen closely. Fire station is what I would use to talk about the building. Fire department is what I would use to talk about the building and the people and the trucks. Like, that's the fire department. Um and not always just the building because sometimes you might say the fire department arrived. So, it's more just the trucks and the people I think. It's the organization that you're talking about. Hopefully, that made sense. Um and then once again, um if you have a fire, the uh they come to put out the fire. When we have a campfire, um we when we have a campfire at the end of the night, we put out the fire. We get some buckets of water and we put out the fire. So, if you want to have a fire, you light a fire. When you don't want the fire anymore, you put out the fire. Uh in many cities you will find fire hydrants. They're usually red. Sometimes they're yellow. A fire hydrant is a place where firefighters can hook up their hoses in order to get water quickly. So, if you go to a large city or even in our small towns, there are usually fire hydrants uh kind of spread throughout the town in key areas so that if the firefighters have to fight a fire, they can hook their fire hose up to the fire hydrant. <laughs> So, they have water to put out the fire. Sorry, I don't know. It's, they sound like tongue twisters a little bit, don't they? Um if a fire forcibly, I just wanna use the word explodes but if a fire is burning nicely with flames, it's just a fire but if it goes bang and there's this loud noise and all kinds of flames and and smoke, we say it's an explosion. 
and we would say that something exploded. Um when you watch TV shows often if there's a car accident uh the car will explode usually after everyone gets out of the car. There's an explosion. So, an explosion is a violent release of energy, a lot of light and heat. Um generally, you don't see explosions very often. Although, some people sometimes when they're lighting a fire, they will put gasoline or what you might call petrol on the fire on the wood and then when they light it, it blows up. There's an explosion. That's not recommended. I use newspaper and old pizza boxes to start my campfire. An inferno is simply a very very large fire. So, if a multi-story building looked like this, we would say it's just it's an inferno. You might even say a blazing inferno, okay? So, an inferno is a really 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 large fire. Different than a bonfire. A bonfire is a fire you plan to have. An inferno is usually when a large building is on fire. We would call it an inferno. Um when something can burn, it's flammable. Now, this is kind of funny. We have another word inflammable which means the same thing as flammable and if you don't believe me, you can go look it up. I usually use the word flammable because it's not very confusing, okay? On a truck, if you have a truck that is delivering diesel fuel or gasoline, there are usually stickers like this that say danger flammable because gasoline and diesel fuel um burn very easily. So, it is a flammable substance. Anything that can burn is called flammable. Um at school, we sometimes have what's called a fire drill. A fire drill is when the fire alarm goes off but there's no fire. So, once or twice a year, the fire department comes to our school. The firefighters come to our school and they set off the fire alarm because they want us to go through what's called a fire drill and then all of the students and teachers go outside and I have to take attendance. I have to make sure all my students made it out and the fire department, they time us with a stopwatch and then they go through and they give us a score on how well we did on the fire drill. This is just something you do to practice in case of fire. So, this phrase is seen a lot. If you are in buildings that have signs, you will see in case of fire and this simply means here's what you should do if there is a fire, okay? This one says in case of fire, do not use elevator, use stairway for exit. So, basically, it's saying if there is a fire, don't use the elevator. I think it's called a lift in British English. Don't use the elevator in case of fire. So, this you will see signs like this in many public places. It'll say things like Uh, In case of fire, um, exit through the rear doors or something like that or in case of fire, do not use the elevator. That's a very, very common one. Um, Older, taller buildings um, sometimes have what's called a fire escape. Um, Modern buildings don't always have this but there are parts of um, the city like in Toronto, there are places where there, there are still fire escapes. A fire escape is a set of stairs on the outside of a building that you can use to escape in case of fire. So, this building might have a sign that says in case of fire, um exit using the normal entrance or the fire escape. So, a fire escape is a set of stairs on the outside of a building. Sometimes, you buy things that are fireproof. I talked about how race car drivers wear a fire suit which is a suit made of fireproof material or fire resistant material. 
this is a safe where you can put valuable things and then if your house was on fire, the things inside the safe would not be destroyed because it's fireproof. So, fireproof, uh, we use that word to refer to anything that um does not burn or does not completely burn. Sometimes, they're just fire resistant which means they do burn just very, very slowly compared to other things but if something's fireproof, it usually does not burn. Uh we had the question earlier about forest fires and I listed all the different kinds of fires in nature. So, we have brush fires, bush fires, grass fires, wildfires, forest fires. It all really just depends on what is burning. If the forest is on fire, we call it a forest fire. If it's more like a grassy area, we might call it a brush fire or a grass fire. If it's an area where there's more like bushes than grass, we might call it a bush fire. Um and then wildfire, uh all of those phrases are just used to talk about fire in nature that's out of control. So, just fire that's not a campfire, not something that humans have control over but it's not a building that's on fire. It's fire in the wild, okay? So, often you'll hear on the news that there's wildfires in certain countries or there's bushfires or there's grass fires um and it's just when the world around you, the natural world um is on fire. Sometimes these are started by lightning. Sometimes they're started by people not putting out their fire properly. A person who lights fires on purpose is called an arsonist. So, arson is a crime. We talked about that in our lesson uh, earlier this spring on crime. An arsonist is someone who um lights buildings and other things on fire uh and it is against the law. It is called arson. It is a crime. Um I must say that in Canada, firecrackers are illegal. You cannot buy firecrackers in Canada. You can buy fireworks in Canada which shoot up into the sky but you can't buy firecrackers. So, sometimes Canadians will go to the United States because in some US states, you can buy firecrackers. So, they'll buy different firecrackers. Um I may have done that once when I was younger. I may have went south in the US and bought some firecrackers. Um fireworks, uh we have fireworks here in Canada on what's called the May 2-4 weekend. So, we have Victoria Day in May. We also have Canada Day in July on July 1st and on those two days, you will often see people um shooting off fireworks in their backyard or you might go to a larger city to watch fireworks and when you see fireworks, you usually say, ooh, ah, that's usually, that's what I say when I see fireworks. Um so, a couple of phrases and we'll, I'll get back to questions. One is the phrase dumpster fire. So, this is kind of a funny phrase. So, this is an actual dumpster, okay? When you look outside a building, you will see big metal boxes and that's where people put garbage and we call it a dumpster. Sometimes, people light a dumpster on fire and it's called a dumpster fire. But the more common use of this phrase is to refer to something that's been a horrible disaster. So, you could say something like this. Uh 2020 was a real dumpster fire of a year. What that means is that the whole year was just a mess because of COVID. Uh you could say, oh, their relationship, it's just a dumpster fire. And what you mean is that two people, they're always fighting and they don't get along. So, dumpster fire is kind of a 
a little phrase we use to describe something uh in the past that didn't go well or something that isn't going well. This lesson is not a dumpster fire but if I had all kinds of technical problems if the if the lesson wasn't working right and my internet wasn't working I can say oh it was just a dumpster fire this morning um but it wasn't. Actually things are going really good. Um and we also have a phrase where there's smoke there's fire and what this means is that if you hear rumors about something then there might be something bigger going on. Sometimes a politician they'll say um so the politician was caught taking a little bit of money but uh he said he was just borrowing it and they might say hey you know where there's smoke there's fire. He's probably been stealing more money okay. So where there's smoke there's fire simply means you've heard a few rumors about someone. So there's probably more that's true outside of that. Well hey that was the English lesson about fire. Uh I do wanna say hi to the 410 people watching. Uh I'm not done yet. I'm gonna work my way through uh the rest of the questions. I don't have a lot of questions yet uh but I'll work through them. If you do have a question um if you submit it now I might not get to it but uh let's uh let's take the last few minutes to just look at the rest of the questions. Let me get the next one up. Eugene says, we put smoke detector and CO detector inside the house to save lives. Yes. So, CO is a carbon monoxide detector. That's what we we call them. I think it detects everything though. I think it detects both carbon monoxide and carbon dioxide. I should check that though. Let's see. Ario says, hola mister Bob. How are you? I'm good. Fire is useful for us but fire also can be our enemy. Am I right? Thank you. Yes. Uh fires can be very helpful and they can be very damaging. It's definitely a force of nature and if we control it well it benefits us. When fire gets out of control it can be very very damaging. Um Yaroslav says, hi dear teacher Bob. No question today. Thanks for correcting my mistakes when I'm asking the question. It really is helpful. Have a nice weekend. Little little correction there. No problem Yaroslav. Um I try to do that as much as I can. Um sometimes I mess up though. Let's see here. Rain says, hi teacher Bob. Do you use a phrase fire up or to be fired up? Does it mean something good like excitement or bad like anger? Thank you. Have a beautiful day. When I say I'm going uh I'm going to let me I'm trying to think of oh I was watching the I was watching a basketball game last night and I was I was totally fired up because they were doing so well. So, when you use the word fired up it means you're excited about something and in a positive way. Uh let's see here. Cecilia says, hello Bob. The southernmost province of Argentina is called Tierra del Fuego, land of fire. The indigenous people made fires for heating. Tierra del Fuego. I I saw that on what was I watching? I think I was watching Top Gear a number of years ago. Um and they were in that part of South America and it was beautiful. Uh Mortiza says, hi dear Bob. Thanks a million. I work on YouTube and I would like to ask you to record a short video on how to improve speaking skills. I think I've done a couple like that but I'll do another one for sure Mortiza for sure. Uh Fuzzy says, safety from fire. So, fire safety is a term we use to talk about when you plan to use fire well uh when you plan to use fire in a safe way. So, when we have a campfire I like to think about fire safety. 
We won't have a fire if it hasn't rained in the last week or two. I won't have a fire when it's really dry outside because I don't wanna start a grass fire or a brush fire. Um so you and I always have water close by if we have a campfire. Um so you always need to think about fire safety. Uh let's see here. Next question is from Muhammad. Hi dear teacher. What temperature unit do you use in Canada? Celsius. We definitely use Celsius. Um next question is not about fire. So, I'm gonna skip it. Uh next question is from Ruslan. Hello teacher Bob. How are you sir? I'm good Ruslan. Did you ever try to get a fire with a wooden stick like in a movie? Do you think it's possible? Yes. I tried as a kid to do that once. I got a pointy stick like a stick with a sharp point on the end and I had another piece of wood and I spun it and it just it didn't work. It smelled like it was starting on fire but I never actually got a flame. Uh Dimitri says, hello cool mister Bob. No question today. Just wanna wish you all the best. You do a huge work. Thanks. Uh thanks for the kind words Dimitri. Uh let's see here. Ellie says, hi Bob. Thank you as always. My question is that if there is no adult at home and kids have to make their food, do you allow them to use the stove? We do um but only when they're a certain age. So, our older kids will use the stove and oven um but our youngest two, we usually want one of the older kids to be around to supervise them. But we usually we try to teach our kids how to safely use the stove and oven. Um let's see here. Next question. Hi there, Bob. It's Hiroyuki. Hi, Hiroyuki. I've heard fire in the hole in a PC game Half-Life. Could you please tell me what it actually means? It means that something's about to explode close to you in a battle. Okay? So, if someone uh was to set off an explosive device. They would say fire in the hole before they set it off. Usually, you hear this in a game about war or in a movie or TV show about war. Um if someone throws a grenade, they'll probably duck and say fire in the hole which means that something is going to explode. Uh Fyodor. Um hello, Bob. I would like to know some expressions with the word fire that are used in everyday life. Well, to be on fire is definitely one. To to mean you're doing something quickly and efficiently. If you get fired from work, it means that your boss told you you don't have a job anymore. Um I've I think I got fired once or twice in my life. Yeah. When you get fired. Uh when you're fired up about something, you're excited about it. Um when you fire sometimes my students will fire off a whole bunch of questions. That means you ask things very very quickly. Um let's see here. I'm just gonna do a small check here. Um yeah, it's a new expression. Sorry. Um what does it mean you're fire? I'm pretty sure that means that you're awesome but I have to check it. I haven't used that phrase. Um I think it's becoming popular right now in the world. Um Max says, can we call a person that worries too much? So, he probably burns out at a particular moment. Yeah, you would just say um someone is burning out. So, burnout is when you become mentally and physically tired of doing something. So, you are burnt out. Um let me see here. I think that's it, people. I think I've answered all the questions. Let me just check something.
Sorry, I usually don't remain quiet for that long. The stream is still working but I think I'm done. I was just kind of reading up again on the phrase you're fire. I think it might be an American term that's becoming popular right now. Um we'll ask Brent sometime. He'll let us know. Anyways, thank you so much for watching. I'm just doing a quick audio check here because I had a weird uh alert come up on my screen. Sorry, getting a little distracted. The lesson is over. You have now learned more about fire in English. I hope it was helpful. I hope this English class every Friday morning is something that you enjoy. A few things to mention before I go. Number one, there is no live lesson tomorrow, okay? I do three in a row and then I take one Saturday off. So, there will be no live lesson tomorrow. Um Modags is saying, maybe you forgot to say that there's no lesson tomorrow. I was just checking my notes and I had a list of things to say and that wasn't on the list, Modags. But yes, there is no lesson tomorrow, okay? So, tomorrow there is no lesson. Have a good weekend. Um this lesson will be available in a shorter format in a couple days where I edit out the user questions but other than that, I hope you enjoyed this lesson about fire and I wish you all a very, very good weekend. Bye everybody. See ya. Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash Bob the Canadian.